Music of Tchaikovsky, the scherzo from Souvenir dans le Cher with Jennifer Coe on violin and Alexander Vidernikov conducting the Odense Symphony Orchestra in Denmark. 
And uh, joining us now from the Dubway Studios in Manhattan is the Musical America 2016 Instrumentalist of the Year, Jennifer Coe. Hello, Jennifer. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. That piece is so much fun, and but it sounds it sounds pretty complicated. Is it fun to play, or are you <laughs> totally absorbed in the technicalities? I love Tchaikovsky, so I think it's just about being present in that moment with the music. And in general, I'm always enjoying myself if I'm playing Tchaikovsky. Certainly was fun to listen to. You started remarkably early, but if it wasn't for a twist of fate, you might not have uh, taken up the violin. You might have been a great pianist, maybe. Oh, yes. Well, you know, my mom, she grew up during the Korean War, as well as my father. But my mom was actually a refugee from North Korea. And that was between the age of five to eight for her. And then she came to the United States. I think she had $30 in her pocket. She worked as a nanny and got her PhD in three years. And I think that when my parents had me and they stayed in the States, they really wanted me to have everything that they did not have when they were children. So they started me in everything from ballet to rhythmic gymnastics, gymnastics, diving was in there, ice skating was in there. And swim team, I liked swim team. And <laughs> uh, I was really bad with everything else that, like, where I had to move and coordinate my entire body was did not go well. And music happened to be another thing. And so my parents took me to the local music Suzuki school, and there were waiting lists for every other instrument except for violin. So that's how I started. Huh. I was lucky enough I had this amazing first violin teacher. Uh, I, I still call her Mrs. Davis, uh, Joe Davis. Um, and she told my parents that at a certain point that she felt that she had taught me everything she could. And she thought that maybe I was talented, so I, I should move on and study more seriously the violin. And she did all this research on teachers in the area, in the Chicago area, uh, and decided on these teachers. And at the time, they told me that my parents didn't want to drive me because the new teachers were an hour away. So she drove me every single week to my lessons and practiced with me in the middle of the week. Wow, that's a very committed teacher. We saw each other two summers ago, and I think she made this promise to herself that she wouldn't tell me this for 25 years. But she told me that the reason she she was like, you know, Jenny, I haven't been truthful for, with you for like over 20 years. And, and she said the reason was I didn't want you to feel badly at the time. The reason I drove you to your lessons every week for a year was because those teachers didn't want to take you. <laughs> Wow. And she said, I didn't want you to feel badly about it. And so I never told you that. And and your parents and I came up with this, I guess, thing that they told me all my life, which was <laughs> that my parents didn't want to drive me that far. And she was like, I just want to tell you that that's not true. Wow. What a cover story. But I've been I've I've always been very close with her throughout my life. And they retired to Phoenix, Arizona. And I played there this last spring, and the entire family came out. The entire Davis family came to Phoenix. And some of the grandkids were saying, you know, we go over to 
grandma's house, and and we see that there's there's too many pictures of Jenny on the refrigerator, and it's like uneven with like all of the other kids and grandkids <laughs> and great grandkids. They're like, so we always rearrange like all the pictures on the refrigerator. Well, something uh, obviously worked because by the age of eleven, you were making your debut with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and just yes. a f- few years later, you're at Oberlin. And wowed everybody in Moscow at the Tchaikovsky competition. Well, when I was 11 years old, I just was so happy to be playing with any orchestra. And the fact that it was, I mean, I had never played with orchestra. And then the fact that it was the Chicago Symphony, which is a great orchestra, (laughs) it was so thrilling. But it's interesting now because having played with them as an adult, I felt absolutely no pressure when I was 11. (laughs) You know, I feel that pressure now as as an adult. And um, but looking back, I, it was only fun. And looking back at the Tchaikovsky competition, at that time, I was just really into everything Russian. I was into Russian literature. I was into Russian poetry, uh, Russian history, you know, political science. And I think Tchaikovsky was kind of part of that. Hole. And at the time that I was there, it was the period of perestroika and glasnost. And it was just a fascinating. I, I was dying just to go to Russia because I wanted to go to this place that I had read so much about. It was just fascinating. And, and, and in its own way, it was really wonderful. And now you've returned to Tchaikovsky with a uh, new recording on Sedil, which will be released next week. The complete works for violin and orchestra, and you you know what what's interesting about this is, of course, the violin concerto is is there, and uh, at the end of this interview we'll hear the finale. But uh, one of the discoveries for me, at least, was this meditation, which could have been a slow movement for the concerto. I think that was his first version of of the slow movement, and of course I don't know this for sure because I. I never spoke about it with Tchaikovsky, but I imagine that he chose the canzonetta, or he rewrote it, or he, he wrote a new version, which is the canzonetta, which is inside the Tchaikovsky, um, because it's a bit lighter. The meditation is quite dark, and I think it kind of fits perfectly.
meditation, again from uh, Souvenir dans le Cher, which uh, was sort of a first draft of a slow movement of the violin concerto, uh, with Jennifer Coe, my guest, who joins us from the Dubway Studios in New York City, also accompanied by the Odense Symphony Orchestra, Alexander Verdenikov, conducting part of the new uh, release coming out next week on Cedillo of the Complete Works for Violin and Orchestra by Tchaikovsky. That is so beautiful, melancholy, but just gorgeous. What a wonderful uh, outtake, I guess you could say. I think my favorite parts of of Tchaikovsky are... are, I I always hesitate using the word favorite, but I love his slow slow movements Mm. um, and his slower pieces. And I think that's part probably part of the reason I started the entire CD with um, Serenade Melancholique. Um, and I wanted to end the CD with with the melody, which comes from Souvenir d'un Lucher. It's, it's a wonderful album. And of course, the, uh, the centerpiece, literally, is the famed violin concerto in D major. And poor Tchaikovsky, he seemed to have problems with virtuosos and his concertos. Was it Hour that he showed the uh, the concerto to, and it, and and Hour said it was unplayable and made a lot of cuts. And I think with performance practice history, uh, people have done a lot of cuts. I'm not doing any cuts, <laughs> but I think that's personally because I I feel like that's an integral part of who Tchaikovsky is, and I always try to go as closely as possible to the composer and to try to come to an understanding of of what musical world they live in and uh, what their musical voice is. Um, so I, I chose not to not to do any cuts at all. As a violinist, though, do, do you look at certain parts of the concerto and, and go, gee whiz, Peter, I wish you could have done this a different way? Or No, absolutely not. But, you know, I do a lot of crazy things. So, <laughs> like, you know, I do a lot of pieces with extended technique and, and a, lot of, a lot of stuff like that. So, um, but I think you address an interesting point, which is that there is, of course, a lot of technical difficulty uh, in the concerto. But for me, the most important part of of Tchaikovsky's music is the expressivity and not letting anything technical get in the way of of expression. And I think it's also incredibly important to me that it's not. I th- or I think the main way that my interpretation has changed between uh, when I was younger. And and now is that it's really about expression and musical meaning and not really about beauty. Um, mm. And it's about trying to find the truth in inside the music, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think most of my what I, you know, I think the goal for us in in the music making and in the sessions was to to really um, concentrate on those details.